Hello, you're listening to Dishing It, the food podcast for nosy parkers. On today's episode, I speak with Graham, the baking mastermind behind the Fat Sparrow Bakery. He started up his small batch bakery business last summer alongside his full-time job, and since then, the demand for the Fat Sparrow Bakery line has been insane. So much so that he has now taken the leap to quit his day job to grow his dream. Quite literally, baking his dream a reality. Quite impressed with that pun. Before we go into all things baking, something I want to do at the start of each episode is to share some of my food highlights from the weeks gone by. My favourite type of news to receive is food news. So in true me form, I'm going to go OTT to deliver this segment straight from the newsroom. It's your essential dose of food news with your host, The Food Hoover. So tying in with the baking theme, let's kick off with Bandit Bakery. These guys have been about for a while and you might have uh, come across them on social media. They bake all sorts of sourdough, ciabatta, uh, normal loaves and also incredible, I mean, I don't say from taste, I say from looking because I've not tried them yet, but incredible cinnamon buns. Uh, they've just opened up a new shop on Rose Street. To say it's been popular is an understatement. This place has been swarmed by people wanting to get their hands on the bakery goods. It's been open for a few weeks now. I went um, a few weeks ago. I rocked up on Saturday morning, um, 10 o'clock, thought, right, I'll beat the rush. I'll go in at 10 and everyone like likes to sleep in on a Saturday. No, no. Not avid food fans, they don't. They're up for crack of dawn. It was like the olden days when you used to queue up for your CDs and your books and people used to tent outside shops, remember that? It was mental. I rocked up and I want to say there was about 20 people in front of me and bear in mind we're in a pandemic and socially distanced queue is even longer. So it was quite the spectacle. I joined the queue, I waited for about half an hour and got to the front and I could still see there was bread and loaves on the shelves and I was like, great, I'll definitely get some bread. I was after the cinnamon buns. The cinnamon buns look phenomenal. So two people in front of me went in and I had to wait for my turn to go in and I saw them get past a little box and I thought, oh, that must be the cinnamon buns. I knew it from there. I knew it. There wasn't going to be any cinnamon buns left for little old me. Devastated. But it was fine. They still had bread, so it was all good. So I managed to get a, a nice tin loaf and it had a glaze on top. It had a maple glaze on it with sesame seeds. This loaf was great. It was perfect to taste anyway, but it stayed fresh for about, I want to say about three days. You know, normally when you get fresh bread, it goes stale, really tough, and it just kind of loses the the fresh bread feeling that we love. So this one didn't, so it was great. So perfect for a ham sandwich, perfect for toast, perfect for bread and butter pudding, which I didn't try because it was all gone. Inside they have local products as well to sell. So I bought a bottle of Singularity Sauce, which is a hot sauce company, which are also local. Um, But you know, COVID, you've got your glasses on, you've got your mask, you're steaming up, you're trying to focus on different things that you're doing. I'm not a a spicy fan. Um, So I, I spotted that it said blueberry. And I was like, great, blueberry, they must do sweet sauces at Ace, that'll be really nice for ice cream. What a div. Went in the car, looked at the bottle, read it properly. And because also in COVID, you don't want to peruse too long, you don't want to kind of waste time and whatever, you don't want to feel like you're holding people up because people can't come in. So um, went to the car, read read the bottle properly. And it had, uh, I think it was uh, a a three out of four chilies on the back. So... 
gave it a try. Very spicy. So spicy lovers, you'll love this. So get that. That was also my blunder of the week, doing that. But yeah, we live and learn and we support local and that's the main thing. Okay, so my next bit of food news is uh, at the weekend I paid uh, gourmet cheese up in Rosemount and long overdue visit. Um, me and a friend uh, were putting together a cheese hamper for another friend's birthday. So if you are also on the hunt for a gift for a fellow cheese lover, get yourself over to Gourmet Cheese. Just tell them your budget, what sort of cheeses you're looking for, what tastes that you or your giftee likes. And they will compile an amazing hamper of not only cheeses, but chutneys, crackers, olives, meats, you name it. Oh, and wine. Lots and lots of wine. This place is great not only for stocking local products, but also products from across the UK as well. So you can really get your tea stuck into some new brands there. I could highly recommend it and a really kind of nice shopping experience. And I cannot wait to get inside that place again. And finally, Roots at the Beach is now open until late. So now open until eight o'clock at night on a Friday and a Saturday. Roots serves up the best dirty vegan food. If you're after a burger, hot dog, loaded fries, it's your place. I went a few weeks ago and I got their one of their specials uh, that night. It was a Beyond Meat burger with firecracker mac and cheese fritter on top with pickled red cabbage and sriracha mayo. Holy Moses. It was heaven. Absolutely beautiful. With the light nights stretching out, the days getting warmer, beach walks are calling. And what comes great with a beach walk? Burger at the end of it. Sit on a bench, look out to the sea, burger gate. Roots at the Beach is open until 8pm on a Friday and a Saturday. And it's also open on a Sunday till 4 as well. Hit up Roots, that's what to do. Right, I will stop with the food headlines. There'll be more next week. Um, and I will get straight into this podcast. Hope you enjoy. So it's a glorious sunny Thursday and I finished for a long weekend and the fat sparrow himself has flown onto my screen since we're in COVID. And he's here to say a quick hello. It's Graham. How are you doing, Graham? Hello, Colin. I am fine, thank you. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. Can't wait to get on the beds later. I thought I'd stay professional. I've got my hydration. Well done. Um, well done. So yeah, I can't wait to get on to a good red wine later on. But you've had uh, be a minute in hand. I do indeed. I thought, do you know what? I'm going to enjoy this good weather and just relax right. before tomorrow's orders go out. So yeah, I am ready. Busy, busy. And that takes us nicely on to my first question of the night. So um, a logical place to start, as always, is where it all started. Let's uh, tell everyone how you got into baking and... When did you realise you were good at it? Well, I'm still trying to realise that at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, do you know, I've always had an interest for food. It's not just baking. I would say, you know, it's, it's all sorts of food and cooking and, and everything else. And I remember when all the other boys were out playing football, I was in watching Ready Steady Cook. <laughs> and that is no word of a lie. <laughs> I love that programme. Honestly, the green green peppers, red tomatoes. Red peppers. Watching. Red peppers, sorry. Um, so it was just always so much uh, fun watching that. I enjoyed that. And always got a kick out of thinking about what they're going to do. And and I guess that's where it all kind of started. And I must say, my mother has always been a, a huge supporter of, of the um, cooking that I do. And 
her only rule in the house, and this is, I can remember going back to about 10 years old, asking to bake, I think it was possibly fairy cakes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just, uh, I was like, you know, can I, can I make these? And she was like, absolutely fine. Just make sure you wash up after yourself. That was the only rule in the house. I could use anything I wanted. Just make sure the kitchen was left tidy. So that was going back 10 years old. And now I'm a lot older than that and uh, doing it professionally now. Look at this. Yeah. Oh, God. Do you remember what the first thing was that you baked? Was it the fairy cakes? That would have been the first one? Yeah. Do you know what? It probably was. And a lot of... I remember doing a lot of um, kind of like truffles and you know like the tree bakes mm, you know the no bakes yeah. as well mm-hmm. there was something called freckle cake that was always very popular as well it's condensed milk and uh, crushed, crushed digestive biscuits and sprinkles oh, on top fine. very basic but my goodness it was good <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, I mean give me a give me a can of condensed milk any day with a spoon oh, I'm I know it's the, the best love part it. of baking is the leftovers right yeah, <laughs> like in the bowl. oh like the, bowl. the best love it uh, that's fantastic so I obviously know everything about the fat spiral bakery because yes. I've had yeah. many tasters many trials and all that stuff and obviously follow you on social media and um, but some listeners might not um, be as much of a stalker as I am so uh, do you want to give everyone uh, a flavor of what this fat spiral is all about absolutely um, so the fat spiral is a small batch bakery based here in Aberdeen and at the moment we're focusing mostly on cupcakes and also cinnamon rolls which even if I do say are myself, insane <laughs> ridiculous like I am actually quite <laughs> worried about a lot of people there's there's quite a few people addicted to them now and I'm like oh are you sure you want to order more <laughs> and hey I want the orders coming through but I, I think I'm gonna have to set up a self, self-help group or something <laughs> but they're just so good and they're the American style as well you know that sort of yeah. you know thick cream cheese icing on top and that gooey kind of center oh man and you heat them up for 10 seconds and you just go from great to amazing I love it they're insane um, so yeah so I've kind of focused the fat sparrow bakery you know around the cupcakes that I'm doing with different flavor combinations and everything is made here fresh in my kitchen so you know I don't go out and buy different fillings or curds everything is made from scratch and it takes a lot of time but that also puts a lot more effort and what I think love into the, the product that I'm putting out there. I'm very proud of the products I put out and um, I like to change up the flavours at the moment. We're on the spring selection, it's coming to an end and then we'll go back to our signature selection, which is a, a mix of um, lemon flavoured cupcakes and raspberry and got one with um, ginger and salted caramel. And oh, so it's, nice. it's just playing with flavour combinations and yeah, it's it's been a great success. And I don't know if I've ever told you about the name, the Fat Sparrow, where that came from. Well, you haven't, and conveniently, that was my next question. Where did look the name come that. from? Oh, look at that! Straight <laughs> onto it. <laughs> it's almost like you've been briefed. <laughs> oh, would you imagine? Never. I don't think so, Colin. Um, yeah. So the Fat Sparrow, a few years back, and I, I really do mean a few years. We're probably going back about nine years ago, and um, I was here in Aberdeen visiting my sister, and I was in her kitchen looking out in the garden, and this big fat bird landed on a wall. <laughs> I thought. I listen to that a strange do you know sometimes in life things just take your your attention you're like what yeah. the heck is that so we we're standing there and I was looking I was like what is that big fat bird and then she came over and she goes I don't know what sort of bird you can't even make it out it's that fat and then her um her partner Ross came along too and, and said that's definitely a sparrow it's a fat sparrow and it just clicked it was just there yeah. I was like what a great name for a cafe or a pub or something yeah. you know and they're like oh, what about a bakery the fat sparrow with thought, right that's it and from that day onwards, you know, I've been looking because at podgy birds. Turning. Oh, honestly, yep. Podgy birds. Trying fat to... pigeon doesn't have the same ring to it. Oh, but the podgy pigeon? Can you imagine? Podgy... You oh, know? podgy pigeon. Yeah, podgy pigeon. 
the portly pigeon. You know, there's so the many cellulite, The cellulite seagull. seagull. <laughs> cellulite seagull. <laughs> Scrounging seagull. You know my feelings for seagulls, oh, Colin. God. I'm not a fan, right? I'm not Shite a fan. Shite bag. <laughs> Shite bag seagull. That's what they are. They can scurry um, off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's exciting about all of this is that it started off as a hobby for you. Yes, it did. And yeah. now it's your full-time job. I so know. how how does it feel hearing that? Oh, well, and today, actually, when we're talking, is the first day of the Fat Sparrow. And I chose the 1st of April for a couple of reasons. Um, one was uh, my bosses. I used to work in America many years ago as well. And my two bosses there, they're inspirational, a couple, Jim and Barbara. And sadly, they both passed away this year. Aww. And yeah, and within a month of each other in their late 80s, and had a good, oh, a good run at life, I would say. You know, fabulous yeah. people, big inspiration in my life. And they set up their business um, on the 1st of April. He was always very proud of that. You know, he's like, I set it up on April Fool's Day. Imagine that, you know, no joke here sort of thing. So I thought, nope, this is going to be the inaugural day of the Fat Sparrow. So here I am, full time. Oh, now. amazing. And um, yeah, it, it came about after many years of, of just kind of dabbing in and out, you know, baking cakes for people and mostly birthday cakes, if I'm honest, mm -hmm. or fondant style, you know, um, doing kind of theme cakes. And I was put in furlough last year, as so many people were. Good old COVID, right? But this is one of these good stories from COVID. Bear with us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was put in furlough and it just thought, I just thought, why not try it? You know, now's the time to do it. You know, I've got that security of, of my full-time job um, and now's a chance to test the market. And I honestly never expected it to, to go quite as well as it has. And I'm so proud of um, what I've done so far. And it's crazy, like the, because I remember obviously, mm -hmm. give everyone a background, me and Graham used to work together in our sure past did. job. So <laughs> um, that is how I first got introduced to the Fat Sparrow Bakery, through treats getting taken to the office every day. Well, I like to say every day, it wasn't every day, but. Yeah, well, no, let's just uh, say it was. Hey, let's every just, week. I was so week. generous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when Graham was starting out, um, I did a week in a review and stuff of his blog, and I think it was the best performing uh, kind of brand collaboration blog I've done but, but it was largely based on your following because so many people were behind it and sharing it and be like oh my god amazing because you obviously got a good network um of people who knew about you already and it, it, I was really surprised at how massive it went um, and it's because people just love what you do and they love seeing something different and I mean we've got a lot of cupcake brands and baking brands in Aberdeen um and it was just different from the usual like um yeah. like uh, what's he called the the blue thing with the cookies what's he called again <laughs> honey no not honey monster uh cookie monster oh, <laughs> sorry i don't know where you're going there graham's that. face is like looking like is this boy on acid what oh, the hell is yeah that? yeah get that note okay. so there's a lot of there's a lot of those like those sort of brands about and yeah. it was all like you're loaded with syrups and stuff on top and yeah. it's just like too sweet but graham's cupcakes are kind of artisan bakery as he said different flavor combinations and just something different which i think aberdeen needed you know what colin what i would add to that too and i've heard this from a couple of people and i try not to look too deep into this but they call i've had a couple of customers actually call me out and say you know what it's like cupcakes for adults and i was like oh wait a minute oh here. God, you know yeah. they're but they're not themed you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so keep it clean here but they are they're they're, they're not they're, they're for grown-ups you know that's probably a better way to go here yeah they're cupcakes for grown-ups. they're not x they're not x-rated <laughs> they're not x-rated they yet. might be they might listen, be in the future <laughs> listen and i tell you you can make anything out of fondant you know yeah, <laughs> you can, you can <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez uh, i did not think face. the conversation was gonna go this way oh it's uh, so soon as well right <laughs> it's so soon. um 
Okay, so and of, I was way to ask, what did you do on your first day? And I didn't realize today was your first day of yeah. Fat Spar Bakery. So obviously you've got a podcast interview today. But oh, what amazing. were you what were you doing early on today? And please don't say crying. No, I wasn't. I mean, I was rocking in the corner, just back and forth. No, no tears. Over, you know, thinking, what we're going to do. No, today was actually a cinnamon roll day. So I was out delivering, had 18 orders going out. And I, I cover across the city. And this is one of the, um, the challenges. And I, I do everything, you know, from beginning to end. So it's from taking the order, doing the website, the social media, to baking, to delivering, to then coming back. So it's, it's, a, it's a labor of love. And it really is. And um, and I wish I could deliver more at the moment, but my kind of capacity is about 20 mark and it's covering about five mile radius within Aberdeen city centre. And, you know, I get people all the time, you know, places like Inverurie or Bangley or down in Stonehaven. Oh, please, could you deliver to me? And I, I would love to, you know, and this is this is the future plans, but it's just slow and steady, steady at yeah. the moment. And we'll get there. Um, and I'm hoping to, with the cinnamon rolls, to go and do a postal service pretty soon. Yeah. And that oh, is, you know, anyone within the UK can actually order them online and then I can post them out. But it's just, when it's just myself right now, and mm-hmm. I am a small batch bakery, so it's all from home, um, you know, capacity can be a challenge at times. <laughs> so, right. you know, but but again, I, you know, I've got so much faith in this, this project that will grow. And I think, again, if anything, COVID has kind of, proven is that people are willing to support local and there's a demand and I think I don't know how you feel about this but you know the the big players are kind of fizzing out you know they've Mm -hmm. still got a place in society absolutely your Starbucks cost us etc but you know I pass places like Figment down here it's very close to where I live and the queue out the door right now is just phenomenal people want you know coffee they want cake they want Mm -hmm. to support a local business same with orca down on this in swithin street you know people have a desire to 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 have something a bit different and get out there so i think the more that the city of aberdeen can do to support small businesses like myself to to have that frontage without getting into debt before you even start you know give them that opportunity brilliant yeah well let's hope for sparrow mail to be coming Oh, Sparrow Mail. I'm jotting that down right there. Now. There you go. There you go. Pop it down. Pop it down. Trademark it. No um, but I think, that, I think that's a very true point. I think a lot more, I mean, support local has always been a cloud in the back of everyone's mind. But I think with lockdown, people have really gotten behind it more. And I think it's from seeing these massive companies that have announced that they're closing down and whatever because of the uh, pandemic. And because of that, they're like, oh, well, if this massive multinational company is closing, what about my little cafe down the road? Like, how are they coping with all this stuff? And I think it is putting things into perspective to people that we do need to keep the Absolutely. local independent um, things alive. There's there's a desire as well within, there's a creative culture in Aberdeen as well. You know, we get branded quite a lot as being, you know, quite, uh, and I hate to say this, but quite a doer sort of city, you know, and, I, yeah. and it's so not true. You know, it's a bright, beautiful place. And the sun shines here more than most places. <laughs> we know yeah. this. You know, can you tell we both worked in tourism for so long, right? More, more sunshine <laughs> so, than Miami, I believe. <laughs> oh, I believe. I did read that back somewhere. Um, that was Written by Graham himself. <laughs> so, but, but there is a desire to, for, you know, young people to really move up here and, and create mm-hmm. more and, and, and be, I guess, create a, a different industry for the city. You know, yeah. it's, not all, it's not all oil and gas, you know. Yeah. And um, I think that's very important. And projects like, I think it's, StackX, am I right in saying it? You know, the um, when the oh, market stacks. closed. Yeah, Stacks, sorry, Stacks. stacks. I'm yeah. just old school here. StackX. <laughs> you know, I'm just, 
that's how I read it, right? <laughs> but projects like that are going to be massive uh, yeah. going forward. You know, and, and we already miss the market in places like Abel and um, mm-hmm. the Sushi Box, all these different places that, you know, they had a purpose there. And I hope we go back to that. I really do. I think, and I hope we do. I think the it's like what you say. I've always said the like Aberdeen as a city does get a hard time. It does, but there's so much and Aberdeenshire, and but there's so much talent and so much people wanting to do stuff. But yeah. I think we're getting to a stage that people can actually start to do things and group together and make things happen. Yeah. Yeah. I like what we saw with the market, and hopefully um, with stacks as well when that happens. Fingers crossed. I know um, totally. So uh, the Fat Sparrow, um, you must be coming up for a first birthday. June. Soon. Yeah, it was June. just before Father's Day, June. actually. Yep. So it's June. June it is. June what it is. What, what date in June is it? Oh, I want to say it was around the 16th, but I'd have to look back. So, just so, <laughs> just so I can get close. the card, card to post. Oh, thanks very much. I appreciate that. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you're coming up to a year of um, doing the Fat Sparrow. And obviously you mentioned that you started it uh, alongside your full-time job. Did you ever think you'd be going into full-time so soon for Fat Sparrow? Well, interesting. I was speaking to a person that visits Scotland the other day that I used to work with. And she reminded me, she was like, you always said by March, you would be flying with the Fat Sparrow. I was like, here I am, you know, right in the dot <laughs> into the first of April and I'm flying flying high with the Fat Sparrow. Um, <clears throat> I guess yes is the answer to that. So I was um, working in conferencing and the market at the moment is not there. But yeah, it, it was it was getting very difficult. This, this past 12 months have been very hard going yeah. for the conference and events industry. So I think naturally it just came about that this was the time. This is the time to go with the Fat Sparrow. So it's a huge risk, don't get me wrong. And I'm fortunate to have, you know, a loving partner, my boyfriend, Paul, who's who's here and he doesn't know it yet but financially supporting me <laughs> so yeah, hopefully he's um <laughs> listening to the podcast too um he but better be. he better be absolutely <laughs> that's my one that's my one <laughs> listener i was hoping on <laughs> and uh, yeah no it's it's been really great to have that support you know and even if it is just little things around the house or helping tidy up or you know i i just need that sometimes to, to get through things and also i don't know if you've noticed but i've got a tendency to get carried away have you ever noticed that? Really? No. You? <laughs> yes, me? What? what? So I need reined in sometimes, and that's a very important job that Paul does. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and would you would you say you, I, I suppose in the dynamic of you and Paul, are you the risk taker? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's good to have that sounding board just to be like, yeah. I'm thinking of making x rated cupcakes. What do you think? <laughs> well, hey, let's do it. Yep, <laughs> we're on it. Paul, <laughs> Paul, the answer is no. <laughs> No, definitely it's like no, think of your brand is this what you want to go down I was like, oh, who knows you know that's a rabbit hole altogether um but yeah I, he's been a great sounding board and uh you know it's as much his business as it's mine although obviously i've put the hours in but he's he's very much involved he likes to call himself my boss so i'm just like hell no <laughs> that's not up um but no it's, it's been really exciting and yes i am a bit more of a risk taker than he is definitely um but you know, it's, it's like everything in life. If you don't try, you never know. And I think, to be honest, yeah. Colin, if I didn't do this now, when will I do it? And that's, yeah, the, that's the, the bottom line. Yeah. I think with lockdown and the pandemic and all that, I think it is, it puts in perspective that life is too short. So Absolutely. do what makes you happy. Yeah. Be with people that you want to be with and just like keep it going. And I think, yeah, when would be the time that you'd actually be able to do it again properly? Yeah. And um, who so needs now, sleep, right? Who needs to sleep, right? Sleep. So, 
sleep early thing? mornings you know oh my god it's a good job i love an early morning right you know you should see me though with my hair net on it's quite something it's, it's like a french beret it kind of like it like chills to the left dude it's, it's dude, it's quite style. something honestly I'm like frank spencer anyway <laughs> so now you've got all um, a lot more time to put into the business is there um something going on in the background that you've always wanted to get done but you've just not had the time to do it well yeah I mean product development is going to be big here and that's that's the kind of bottom line I think ultimately for for the next kind of month or so I need to figure out the what did you call it the sparrow mail um sparrow and that's, mail. <clears throat> absolutely unfortunately I've got a huge network of fabulous friends that look at me boasting they're wonderful friends all over the place but no, generally speaking, I get a lot of requests from people, whether it be in Edinburgh, Glasgow, um, London, asking, you know, can you post them to me? And, you know, my cupcakes are not going to fare well in that journey. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, right? Yeah. But the cinnamon rolls, they absolutely will. Yeah. And, and I want to develop that because it's, it's a market I want to get into. Um, Definitely. It's the postal market and just and sharing the love, you know? And it's something different as well. Like people, like I, um, Rachel, my girlfriend, she ordered me oh I can't remember when it must have been last year sometimes she ordered me cookies in the post and it was like fuck the virus and yeah all that stuff yeah. um and it was like stuff like that like quirky stuff that you don't get anywhere and cinnamon rolls in the post what better meal to get oh please ready for like a saturday morning are you kidding yeah. me oh. <laughs> you know a cup of coffee sitting out in the veranda i don't know where i live right? <laughs> you know like veranda. just sitting there overlooking the vista of aberdeen it's gonna be wonderful honestly <laughs> and do you have is there a cafe in um the northeast that you would love to see the fat spire bakery on sale in oh definitely i mean that's another thing too i'm working on right now is wholesale and um it's something i haven't really considered before i've been approached by a couple of businesses already um within aberdeen and one out with i'm not going to name names at the moment um so hopefully you will see fat spider yes. products kind of popping up pretty soon but um Ultimately, I suppose the end goal for me is to have my own cafe, you know, or own yeah, sort of that'd be amazing. small restaurant style. You know, I'm obsessed with breakfast. I love like American style breakfast, you know, yeah. and I think that's one thing that's maybe lacking a little bit in Aberdeen is somewhere you could just go for, a, you know, a brunch or a, an early breakfast. But yeah, watch this space. Maybe it will be the Fat Sparrow or the Podgy Pigeon. Speaking of everything you've got going on, so you've obviously got your seasonal cupcakes, you've yep. got your indulgent um, cinnamon buns and cardamom buns. Mm-hmm. Um, the I shout out to I think it was in your signature box, the first one with the lemon meringue pie one. Oh yeah, the lemon meringue. Yep. Yeah, that Coming that lemon curd. Oh, yep. is it yeah, great? Okay, it get ordering. Um, yep. <laughs> it, it honestly, the lemon curd in that made me melt into a puddle of gloop. It was oh, bloody stop. fantastic. Um, and it's just like he puts like a, a meringue top on top and he flame torches it. And it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, but yeah, so you've got all those different things. Where do you take your inspiration from? Ooh, there's so many. I mean, I love a recipe book. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Love it. Um, I could sit down and just spend all day if I had the time <laughs> just going through recipe books. But I mean, a lot on social media. I mean, I do follow a lot of cafes and bakeries around the globe and, you know, you get a lot of ideas through them. Um, the other thing too I'd like to do is more kind of Scandinavian dishes, like more bakery items. And that's that kind of following that kind of like the higge, you know, like the kind of feeling warm and huge, yeah. <laughs> feeling warm and cozy. And um, 
I think the Scottish version is uh, Kosiga, which is like cozy and Gaelic, yeah. basically. But um, yeah. it didn't really, it didn't really catch on like like, like Hugh did. Hugh. So I would like to do more of that terms. Um, and yeah, again, yeah, it's it's mostly just reading through books and uh, inspiration there, and also television has come a long way as well when it comes to mm-hmm. baking shows. You know, and whether it's the Bake Off or whether it's the um, there's another show we do more patisserie stuff on as well. You know, there's okay, yeah, yeah, and even watching Nigella from time to time. You know, talking of the old X-rated yeah. muffins. You know, <laughs> so uh, it's like <laughs> she would buy them. She, she would, would buy them. Oh, I tell you. So, um, but no, there's all you know different ideas popping around, and uh, yeah. yeah. But it's funny you should mention the curds actually because the, oh, at the moment we have a. I don't think you've tried it actually. I might be wrong, but the mango curd. There's a mango curd. Oh no! Oh sure. wow! Like oh. even even I shock myself at times, <laughs> you know. I mean, I go through a fair amount of eggs. I mean, I really should invest in chicken ones or something because it's just <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but the the mango curd at making at the moment in the spring box, which comes to an end sadly tomorrow, so it'll be back next year. Um, but maybe we'll do something more with that. And it's yeah. in the middle of one of my celebration cakes as well, and it's just so like tasty it's got that kind of tropical feel to it but yeah. also it's uh, like a it's like a salero the salero was a cake it is there right that's that's the that's the tagline for that cake honestly who am i and that's that's the thing with, with graham's cakes it's all handmade <coughs> syrup sauces you yeah. name it it's all made from scratch so it's that's what makes them extra special um no shop bad things here no um, and yeah. I mean, all that, all that kind of expertise that you've got, it all um, trickles in to build up your unreal flavor uh, combinations, and that puts your stamp on what you do and makes you so different from everyone else. What's your your favorite flavor combo? And it could be one you've done already, or it could be one Ooh. that you just love anyway. Out with. You know what? Like I'm a, I really like the raspberry and vanilla one. So it's it's in my box. Yeah. It's coming out. Uh, month be now april <laughs> there we go that wasn't so difficult this is what the early morning starts do to you just like yeah. fries the brain you're like what day is this um so yes it's in my signature box there's a, a, a raspberry and vanilla and i just love summer fruits and i think that's one thing scotland does well is like a summer fruit oh my god mm-hmm. the raspberries and strawberries i just love it when the you know the barra berries come in and castle oh, yes. oh it's just amazing so um so yes yeah, so and i've got a raspberry one so it's got creme pat in the middle of a vanilla um cupcake and it's topped off with a a raspberry buttercream with raspberry filling, fresh raspberries and rasp- dried raspberries as well. And it's just to die for. And anything with custard, like I, I think I've got oh, a problem, yeah. Colin. Like, I don't know what it is, <laughs> like, but just custard. God, it's so good, uh, right? Well, when you said the uh, condensed milk thing with the digestives, oh. I think you need to do something with that. I mean, you, oh, just yeah. set, you just set a taste. I know, I've set the bar, right? <laughs> well, I need to do it, so yeah. So I think there might be a lot, well, I'm being presumptuous, maybe a few keen bakers listening and uh, uh-huh. hoping for your baking tips. Oh, so wow, okay. um, I'm going to I'm going to throw a few questions at you just to, so you can bestow your your, your mind <laughs> and okay. the power of baking onto some people. And I know I've not briefed you with this, so we'll, this will truly test you. This could um, be interesting. All right. Because I don't actually know if these are. I've got my beer in hand, right? <laughs> so if who I knows go what we'll get? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> okay, so uh, what's a, a baking hack that you swear by? Oh, I don't know if it's so much of a hack as a um, tip, I suppose, but mm-hmm. yeah. when it asks for soft butter, 
make sure it is soft butter. Do not skip that part, people, all right? Because you will regret it in the long term. It does, it makes a huge difference. And also, your butter can be too soft, which is a pain, but it can also be too hard. So, um, yeah, I find myself sometimes, especially with my uh, the cream cheese icing, it has butter in it and it needs to be soft. If it's not soft, you're going to have lumps of butter and it's just a nightmare to deal with. So soft butter, you hear soft me? Soft butter. Yes. And flying off that question, okay. if you take your butter out of the fridge, how long should you let it? Defridge. <laughs> Defridgeify? <laughs> well, the defridgeification. Um, should be well I, I leave it overnight to be honest with you and I do okay. leave it quite quite close to a heater not on a heater all right I've made that mistake once before um I went off to take Paul to work I came back and there was butter all down the wall and the dog Lovely. was in heaven <laughs> so I was like loving it felt like like she actually thought the radiator was just like delivering butter from the gods above <laughs> dripping constantly this is the butter tap yeah. the butter it. tap here we the go. butter tap <gasps> okay, what's um, a baking book everyone should have a copy of? Um, I'm going to go with a cooking book, which has baking mm -hmm. in it. And mm -hmm. it's one of my favourites, and it's Leith's Cookery Bible. Now, it's not a book with, like, lovely pictures. And it's all pretty and everything else. It is a Bible, people. <laughs> all right. You look it up. Chapter four, verse five. <laughs> I shall read book in bed. Um, no, it's it's a fabulous book. It teaches everything. It's by Prue and uh, oh, Caroline, by Prue herself. Yeah, Prue and Caroline Walgrave. That's who it is. Um, mm -hmm. And it's there's just so many great recipes in there, and it does teach you the basics of absolutely everything without being too complicated. So it's a must have. I love it. Swear by it. And it's like this thing. Your listeners can't see that, but it's thick, all right, guys. It's thick. <laughs> it's big. Like four yellow page magazines. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, you can't hold, call it a magazine. Like, you could hold a door open with this bad boy, all right? It's okay, we'll it's, use that. It's big. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best recipe to start off with if you're new to baking? Oh, freckle cake, obviously. <laughs> I just freckle cake. <laughs> um I, I don't know. That's a very good question. I mean, I think maybe something as simple as a confetti cake, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. You know, it is your basic standard. I guess what a lot of people make the first mistake with is not following the recipe. You know, like baking is a science, and, people. And this is you, something I've learned, like yeah. in cooking, I wing it. Like I just shove it in a pan and well, hope for the best, right? put in bits and bobs. Baking, you can't do that. And that's why yeah. I don't really like baking because it never goes well for me. Yeah, and so many people are like that. And having the patience, I've had many, mm -hmm. many a paperweight's gone. Oh, absolutely. Like, you could break a window, <laughs> God, right? <awful. laughs> you like, could yeah. Absolutely... yeah. No, I think it would bounce. I don't think it would break. I think it would bounce. Oh, God. Oh, Colin. <laughs> God love you. You should give me a fast black eye. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, would you ever do scones, actually? I have in the past, actually. I've had, I mean, I don't mind if people get in touch with me and... Um, you know, have a request, they want some scones or pancakes or whatever. As long as I have the capacity that day to make mm -hmm. it, yes, I can. That's oh, winner. And again, hopefully in the future, I'll, I'll kind of introduce that. Um, but no, definitely people follow the recipe, you know. Follow um, the recipe. It is an absolute science. And I, sure. I've made the mistake too. You know, sometimes I'm like, well, I'll just start this and see what happens. Don't. No, <laughs> right? Waste. waste. Not, it is. Yeah, I know. Waste. Anyway. Um, and... We have we started off the butter debate. So yeah. What is better, butter or marge? Ooh, you've got me over a pedestal with this one. <laughs> um, 
it is, is there is marge better suited for certain things and butter for others yeah i think so i i find that margarine sometimes in a cake makes it a lot lighter and it keeps it softer okay. for longer um and i think butter has its purpose as well it keeps it it's, i wouldn't say it's a stodgier cake but it's a it's a more crumb like cake you yeah. know it keeps that crumb a lot longer and and i guess what I find is when you use butter, you have to use other things to to keep that moisture in. Yeah. You know, so whether it's it's putting a sugar syrup on top or whether it's having a kind of a, quite a watery jam that kind of mm-hmm. soaks into the sponge to keep that moisture in. Um, and I must admit, I do go between the two. You know, I do find margarine is suited for some bakes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to get hate mail, am I? This is what's yeah. going to happen now. <laughs> oh you my put God. margarine in my cake. Stark. I didn't know this. <laughs> Um, but for the cupcakes, I thought you made the butter yourself with your own cow. <laughs> no, uh, I thought you said you didn't buy anything in the shop. Oh, okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, I I definitely put butter in the cupcakes, but for some of the celebration cakes, I would add March over butter. Yeah. Great. And uh, mum, if you're listening, you should be listening to every yeah. one of these podcasts. Margarine does not belong on toast. Okay. <gasps> Thank you. What? Mm, oh, she likes. Kathy Fraser oh. likes margarine. She margarine on toast. Oh my god! Next, you be telling me she likes marmite. Ah, oh, so. she does. She oh, loves I marmite. Oh god! Oh my god! Okay, so mum, you've you've heard it from the yeah. fat sparrow himself. Yeah, tweet tweet. No Marge. Let's <laughs> let's make an end to this. Hey Marge. Um, okay, so I have cracked an egg. I've yep. gotten the shell in the yolk. What's the best way to remove it? There's well, many hacks out there, but I want to know what Oh, you definitely. Do. So, and listen, I do it a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And I do apologize to any <laughs> That's customers. That's what was in my cupcake last week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I apologize to any customers that had a wee crunch and like, oh, what was that? It was just egg, all right? <laughs> it was eggshell. Um, if, I mean, eggs are, eggs can be a nightmare at times. Again, it's it's one of those things that, you know, it's a, it's a skill cracking an egg and there's days i'm great and there's days i'm like why lord why why did this happen but if you get shell in there use a shell to get it out so use the half and dip shell it in shell. white shell on shell is what i do that's what um, i do so that's good to know but you'll also find just another top tip is if you're using something like a glass and um, bowl like a pyrex bowl and um, mm-hmm. when you're pouring the egg mixture if you happen to mix it up about nine times out of ten the little bit of shell will stay in the glass bowl Ah, yeah it will so it won't go into your cave absolutely yep you learn physics chemistry i don't know what it is all right but it just happens (laughs) bakeology that's what we'll call bakeology yeah bakeology brought to you by the fat sparrow bear (laughs) um so Uh i this all this always happens to me okay i need self-raising flour Mm. but i've used it all and i've only got plain (gasps) i do go to the shop (laughs) <laughs> what were you thinking right the, there's ah. right okay we're we're back we're back at the start of pandemic there's no flour to be seen well right? then you shouldn't be baking out. you should order from the fat spot what's wrong with Graham, you and like... this is not how this podcast is supposed to go you're supposed to answer every question okay fine fine um no i would have to to be honest with you i would probably be consulting my fruit leaf book and um, with that i mean you can add baking powder to it but in terms of what quantities against the, the plain flour i'm not quite sure because really all self-raising flour is is plain flour with additives to make it raise. Right. so that's why you don't really want to add more baking powder to self-raising flour because it just won't rise it's too much yeah. rising it's just like what the hell what is going on here it just won't rise. rise so don't do it and this is when i always get mixed up what is 
the difference with baking powder and bicarbonate of soda? Are they the same thing? I think they are very similar. You're testing my knowledge here of my bakeology science lesson <laughs> here. Um, I believe that they are very similar. Cream of tartar is not. Cream of tartar is a completely different. Um, not that you've asked about that, but I'm just going down that route. <laughs> so, Talk about scaring you know, about it's a question. My, I know, it's my podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they are very similar. I'm going to go with that. But normally, I think... You, one's more acidic, I think. Like it's got one is more acidic, taste. yeah. And that's the, um, the tartar would have the acid in it. Um, right. Yeah. And then you would mix that with... But somebody's going to write in or like call them like, he's talking nonsense. Um, doesn't just, know anything. Yeah, just, you know, if you don't have the ingredients, just don't make it. Make something just, else. Just don't try and wing it. Just don't wing it. <laughs> don't wing it. That's what I'm saying. Follow the don't recipe. And uh, this takes us to the end of uh, Baking Mastermind. You'll oh, be... thank God. <laughs> be, I'm sweating. I have to the say, I've probably given you an easy ride if you were to do Mastermind as a PR tool. Oh, I yeah, probably wouldn't. No. You'd, get, you'd get torn to shreds by that old man. Yeah, um, I'd be in the corner crying. Yeah. So what do you put on a scone first? Jam, then cream, or cream, then jam? Oh, good question. So I am a butter, cream, uh, then jam. Butter and cream, you mean? Yeah, I mean, I laugh at your mother having large on toast, but like I'm just like <laughs> going for all the fat at once, right? It's just like, get that in here. Um, but of course, the jam has to be quite loose we'll call it um so that it does sit on top of the cream because you can't yeah. even spread it on top but i'm definitely yeah cream then jam all the time well graham that takes us to the end of baking mastermind and you Thank have you. scored <gasps> i'm gonna say one two three i mean i don't know why i'm scoring i didn't know what the right <laughs> was, so you, got, you got full marks points don't full matter marks. here Woo-hoo! speaking of jam actually you yeah. are no stranger to making your own jam oh no i'm not <laughs> and oh, no. um you gave me a rhubarb and ginger jam once. What's your favourite jam to make? Oh, yeah, I did. I remember that rhubarb and ginger. It was a good it one. It was a good one. Um, Paul's mum actually makes a mean rhubarb and clove jam. Now, Ooh, that is a clove. taste sensation. But I think if I was to go back to basic strawberry, just keep it simple, guys. You know, when you've got a product that is as fabulous as like Scottish strawberries, um, yeah, keep it simple. Love it. And uh, what's your favourite thing to bake? And it doesn't have to be part of the fat spiral line. Do you know what I quite enjoy doing is a lemon meringue pie. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, which I do actually want to introduce to our product line very soon. Um, but I'd like to do is maybe on the Fridays, do it as a dessert day. So it's all desserts going out mm-hmm. from sticky toffee pudding to lemon meringue pies to tiramisus, etc. But this is down the line, so stay tuned. Okay, right. So to take you um, out of your happy place about baking, yep. Um, I was. I don't know if you've seen uh, the Bake Off from Tuesday. Uh, I have not. Bake Off. Okay, no. well, you're going to get a spoiler, and people listening, if you've not watched <gasps> it yet, you hopefully should have by now. Um, but basically, it was the episode um with KSI. Um, he. <laughs> has no baking experience oh, and God. they were the i think it was the sig- what, technical it's a technical okay they yeah. got tasked with making a <clears throat> um a berry tart and he made his tart and he made it in the case and whatever and he's like, oh how did i get out the tin mm, didn't think about this 
he got a cake stand and put it on the top of his tart and flipped it. Oh, <laughs> like no. <laughs> and he took off the, like you could tell, he was like, oh, bugger. Oh, <laughs> like, I've just realised no. what I've done. Sauce everywhere, all oh. inside the pie out. And then he didn't take off the case because he was like, this is not going to end well. And basically it was an absolute, absolute carnage scene. But have you ever had a bacon disaster that still gives you cold sweats? Oh, gosh. All the time. <laughs> like, all the time. Everything it's... I make for fast food <laughs> bakery. Have you not tried them already? Um, I try to think of bacon disasters. Well, I remember when I was young once, and I actually think I may have cried a little bit over this one too. I was young and naive, you know. Um, but I was making a queen of puddings in the oven and the... <laughs> What's a queen of pudding? What is that? Oh, the queen of pudding is an old-fashioned dessert, and it's... Uh, it's breadcrumbs with a kind of custard, obviously. I'm obsessed. Um, kind of on, on top of it there, it kind of soaks into the custard. It's got jam on top and then it's got meringue and it's baked in the oven. Oh, I think they made I think they made this on Bake Off a few weeks ago. They actually. may have. I think they, they may did. Have. I think they did. Yeah, it's quite old fashioned. But the, the bowl or the Pyrex dish that I had it in at the time just wasn't suited for the oven and it oh, smashed. No. Like it actually went into pieces in the oven. <laughs> oh man. My mother was not happy. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, and um, so that wasn't so good. But no, the more recent disaster—it's more decorating disasters I have. You know, sometimes I have to question my color palette, and I was making because calls. Graham's decorating skills are insane. Oh, like I've kind. never, I've never seen flowers that actually look like they could be a flower. And they could, yeah, and they're edible. What? It's um, mental. And like he once um, give a background. Um, a colleague of ours um, in our previous job um, was actually going down to bake off an extra slice so they were going to be in the audience and Graham baked her a cake and it was called it was a Highland cow cake and it was called Prue the Coo and it looked it didn't look like Prue Leaf but it had oh. characteristics of Prue Leaf Prue Leaf isn't a cow um, but sorry Prue if you're listening <laughs> um, wow but it, it got Gosh. some camera time and it was great but Graham's um, his decorating skills are Tip top. I was making Paul's birthday cake and it was his 30th actually. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know what came over me with the colour combinations. I was making swirls on the side. It was like buttercream swirls and it just looked awful. So actually in the end, I had to like scrape them all off and I replaced it with fondant and it was just a disaster cake. I mean, he loved it. He didn't know anything else about it, but it would I have pictures. Same. It tasted great, but it wasn't quite celebratory. Like I had fun. Yeah. Never mind. And is that is that something <laughs> I know it's something I struggle with when I'm baking when I've when I've pictured something in my head and it's like it's gonna yeah. look like this. Is that quite a regular thing with you? Like you've got the image in your head and if it doesn't turn out the way it does, does that is that quite a frustrating part? Definitely. I mean, I can be quite harsh on myself in terms of you know being very critical and be like, that's not how it's supposed to be, or you know, sometimes I need to learn less is more. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, you know, if you ever see some of my flower cakes, I just get carried away and I'm like, oh, put another rose in here. Oh, more tulips. <laughs> just go, go, go. And then you realise, oh, no, there's no cake left, you know, because it's just covered <laughs> in flowers, buttercream flowers. Um, so, yeah, I need to kind of learn a bit more about just, you know, take your time, Graham. Sometimes classy can come from, you know, a little bit less, let's <laughs> just <Yeah>. say. But <laughs> a, little um, less. a little bit less. So uh, speaking on bake, speaking of Bake Off. Yeah. Um, Imagine you're in you're in the tent. You see oh, the, the Colin. I applied three times and I have never got never even application. Got... Rude. And you're flying the Scottish flag. Like I know. Flag. I, one year they didn't even have anyone from Scotland. I was There's like, oh, I applied. 
I applied. Representation is well now that they had the guy that won, they're probably not going to have yeah. Scottish people for a while. Oh, that's but, true. Uh, Same as Gogglebox. Well, Box. I'm just waiting for them to call. If I'm honest, uh, you know. Okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, yeah. No, so I'm okay. on Bake Off. I'm in the tent. You're on Bake roasting. Off. They've You're sent in the a chocolate it's challenge. Yeah. Glorious, <laughs> glorious spring day. The lambs are maying outside, of and uh, you can see the gingham altar in front of you. And what are you making for your signature, your technical, and your showstopper to ensure that you get Star Baker title that week? Oh man. Okay. So let's start start with the signature. Signature. I'm going to go back to my old favourite that I mentioned before. And I think it's because I like to set things on fire. And it's, <laughs> it's going to be the old lemon meringue again. So, you know, a meringue. lovely crisp pastry base, that beautiful tart flavoured um, curd in the middle, and then topped with Italian meringue, toasted mm. by that. <sighs> Actually, going back to the baking yeah. mastermind, what is... The different types of meringue oh i didn't well, know there was a, a different i didn't know there was different ones oh yeah there's italian meringue there's swiss meringue there's french meringue and um, there's also i believe a russian meringue but don't ask me that one because <laughs> i've made that okay. one up um so the italian meringue is when you have the egg whites you're whipping in the the, the bowl and um, but you add a sugar syrup so it's it's been oh, boiled syrup. up yeah and it's roasting hot so it cooks the meringues through so i use it quite a lot in my baking um, and you've got the uh, mixer on for ages because you're you're cooking the eggs through, right? The French meringue is your more common type that has that kind of like crispy shell on the outside. It's in the yeah, oven for days, basically. One. Oh, like. I've had some disasters there too, honestly. Once I had to make it three times, I'm like, why is it collapsing? You know, we're just like, oh, I don't get it. So that's a French one. And the Swiss meringue is done over a banderie, actually. So it's quite different. So you've got um, egg whites and sugar over a boundary and the sugar will disintegrate. And you can either continue to whisk on top of that or you can take it over to a bowl and whisk it in the mixer. So it cooks through as well. Ah, who yeah. knew meringue could be so diverse? Apparently I did. I mean, really, what's that Baking expert. Because I'm an um, obsessed with lemon meringue bag. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, so for your technical, what's something yep. that you can do really well that some people may struggle with? What would be the oh, killer you thing know, you would do? I think it would be profiteroles. Mm. I think, and again, it's my custard fetish. Oh, no. Um, it's that whole thing. So, no, I love a good profiterole or eclair. You know, you can't go wrong. Very good filling. A lovely shoe bun. A shoe bun, shoe pastry. Shoe bun. That's the one. Um, and you can present it really well as well. I've seen some beautifully presented with um, fruit, a bit like the cupcakes I make with fruit and, yeah. and flour. Yeah, something along that like would be, although I've never done a, you... a croque and bouche is what I was going to say. No. A, cro a, a, a croque and bouche? <laughs> what? It's, a, it's called a croque and bouche, isn't it? It's the, the tower of um, professionals. Oh, I mean, yeah. I would know. I, I, I mean, it's not horrible. a croque madame or a croque monsieur, <laughs> so it must be a, a croque and bouche. Girl, I hardly know her. You know? Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's when you, <laughs> you've got the profiteroles and they're glued together by caramel and you make that big tower. Do you know, Colin, yes. it's your birthday. I'll make you a croque and bouche. There you well, go. unpopular opinion, profiteroles yeah. aren't, my, aren't my thing. <gasps> What's wrong? And I think you? what I actually had this conversation at work the other day. It's, it's the cream uh -huh. inside. Like, you know, sometimes you just have cream that has no taste. Ah, but and then I that's feel fine. like that ruins. But then, if it's a cream with like a bit of vanilla and a bit of sugar or something through it, just to sweeten up a little bit, but I like is, it a bit more. Yeah, but then this is what you see. It's not all about the cream. 
it's the creme pass. It's a very French well, thing. Well, I've, I've obviously been, I've been sold a lie. Like oh, Christmas awesome. Day, in, Christmas Day, my family go to my auntie Anne's up in Inverness, and mm-hmm. um, the like the profiterole is the showstopper of the day, and I don't take wow. any. My sister takes bloody spoonfuls. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> <go on that. laughs> give it um, to me. And I'm just like. Nah, I'll take a strawberry tart. I feel like I'm not doing myself justice because I'm like, I feel like I should right. like, I, I should have it. But maybe that's it, Auntie Anne. Maybe you need to do, uh, maybe you don't, oh, maybe you do do a crème pat. Maybe I, I'm just, maybe I'm just, my taste buds are dead. No, I mean, you, I mean, listen, you can have a fresh cream in there dinner. too. I mean, fresh cream works and that's, that's all right. Yeah. Um, but no, the crème pat. And also, this is where you can flavor it. So like a pistachio crème pat is oh, amazing. Oh my God, now you're talking. Now a you chocolate crème pat, raspberry crème pat. I mean, it's just endless nice. opportunities. Colin, I'm making you cockaboosh. With the chocolate on top, are you a drizzle all over or are you a a, a dip? I don't know. Like, how, how would you do the, the chocolate? What's your belief with, with your profiteroles? Oh, man. Okay. I'm not a drizzler. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it I'm out not there. a drizzler. I think, no. I like things to be quite precise. I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. and that can be a problem at times. It can. It's not a joyful situation when you're perfectionist because you see fault in everything you do. And that yeah. sucks at times. But um, yeah, if you take time and you know place it on quite professionally, it looks beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And finally, the showstopper. What are you what are you making us? Well, do you know what? I'd probably go with a celebration cake you know, mm-hmm. um, at the moment. And it depends because... They always bode well. They do bode well. I mean, I, the ones I sell to the fatspiralbakery.com forward slash shop. Um, <laughs> are, <laughs> love it. Lots. Um, I've got two celebration cakes at the moment and there'll be more coming along uh, pretty soon. I'm working on that right now. But one of them is uh, it's a vanilla cake, lemon curd, again. Um, and it's got vanilla buttercream and it's topped with Italian meringue torched fire fetish as well. And then it's got fresh fruit in it as well. And it looks incredible, if I do say so myself. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think a showstopper like that would be good. Oh, ace. And I mean, we've seen many a weird decoration in Bake Off 10. What, yeah, had, what would be the thing you're putting on top to set Paul's world alight? Oh, girl, I can't put that on top of it. No, I... Do you know what it would? It, maybe my pineapple flowers. How about oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. So pineapple flower that would impress them. Yeah, it's something I'm doing at the moment. Um, a lot more of on the cakes, and that is thin, thin slices of pineapple that you put in the oven for hours until they turn into flowers, basically, and they're beautiful. And people look at and think, "What is that?" And like, what is this thing? Pineapple flower, obviously. Oh, great! Yeah. Well, I think you definitely get star baker with that. Um, well, you know, we'd see. I'm sure the croc and bouche would do well. <laughs> so. We're settled with that title. With the, the podcast, we're focusing on, obviously, um, local businesses like yourself, and we're looking around Aberdeenshire to different places to go and eat when we can again, and also wider Scotland. Where's a place in Scotland um, that you've had a really, really good size cake, sweet treat bakery item that you're dr- dreaming of today still, that you'd like to go back to? My sisters. <laughs> your sisters? Yeah, well, you can say your sisters. You can say your sisters, but we also we also need uh, um, a place people can visit. 
unless oh, your sister okay. wants many random people well to do you know what she does have holiday homes so i can do a plug there too if you need okay it's there so we go beautiful you know she'll put um, up pancakes we're all fabulous i must say like it's very i've got um, two sisters and all three of us are very good at cooking i was gonna so say gonna like, you know, i was gonna say do you mean fabulous in baking or do you mean just fabulous in general? <laughs> we're, just <laughs> we're just we're just fabulous that's we're it. very End we're off. very well received, very well received. <laughs> we are honestly everyone wants us at their dinner parties it's just ridiculous sometimes <laughs> covid has given us some time off right um no i think if i was looking at somewhere would be in my little village of laird so mm-hmm. up north and it is called the pier the and pier. the pier cafe yeah it's on had recently it was on top gear they passed through laird oh no way cool passed, yeah absolutely were they, doing, little, were they doing like the north coast 500 or something is they were doing the nc 500 yep yeah so we're slightly off route but we're right in the middle of all route if that makes sense uh, okay it's, it's almost like the, the middle wheel the whole spoke of things oh, so, the so um cafe. the pier cafe is absolutely wonderful lovely setting the staff there are fabulous and um i actually went to school with the girl that runs it that owns it and they're very talented. And their carrot cake there is to die for. Delicious. Is that what is that what you would order? It's carrot. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Oh, Graham, I'm so hungry. Oh, I'm sorry. Croc and bush so for one. <laughs> Croc and bush for one. Deliver it straight after this call. That'd be great. On it. On the topic of being hungry, I'm regretting not having dinner before we start this call. Um, so all I want now is cake. So before I eat my microphone, um, I've got one final question for you. Okay. So you're baking a cake that can lift up the lowest of lows, darkest of days. Uh, what's your recipe to happiness? Oh, wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, lots I do. And lots of wine. I jest, I jest. You know, wine with <laughs> wine with a whole lot of love, right? You know, what is it RuPaul says? If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? And again, amen, amen. Um, yeah, I do you know what? A cup of happiness, a cup of happiness, um, a cup of love, a cup of patience, you know, a cup of kindness. I think that's something you know, we all forget kindness, yeah, kindness, and going around to somebody's house with a fresh bake or something that you've made for them, it doesn't have to be food. But just showing people that you care, that they're still there, mm-hmm. um, it, it speaks volumes, you know. And yeah, sometimes, definitely. you know, sometimes giving actually is a lot better than, you know, getting something back. And, yeah, you I know, agree. it's, yeah, I think people just, if one thing the pandemic has kind of made us do is, is reassess and think, you know, relationships with people. And like where I live, I'm very fortunate. We moved here in October and the neighbours all around me are just, wonderful like absolutely great and we have almost like a bartering system with one neighbor i get venison they get cake i mean wow okay i say yes to that but everyone's very thoughtful and i think that's something as well that we can all take a bit of um you know time to think about it's just that you know we're all in this together it's you know, one All life. Together, <laughs> Dancing now. <laughs> my dog is looking at me like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> what is my this? my dog also just came in on cue. Oh, there he goes. Um, uh, there he is, rolling on the sofa, showing his dog to the to you. There you go. Oh, That's wow. a nice treat. Thanks for that. Thanks for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Talking um, of so yeah, players. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway. Definitely, like, I think that's very true. It's just being kind to everyone. And yeah, lockdown has made us all reassess kind of what we're putting out, what we're taking in, what we're dealing with. And I think at the end of the day, you just need to do what's good for you. And if something's you not do. working, you change you it. Do. I think and that's you know, the best thing. It is. And also take the time just to look around you and just take the time to for yourself. You know, like, it's, yeah. it's quite good to go. I go out in the morning with the dog, you know, she does her, her usual business. And I stand in the garden, sometimes half past five, sometimes five o'clock in the morning, it doesn't matter when it is, but, you know, just breathe and just take a moment yeah. to think, ah, oh, okay, here we go, new day, you know, it's a yeah. great start, I woke up breathing, yes, <laughs> get <in> there, <laughs> right? And it's true, you know, there's so, there's so much to be thankful for. So. Exactly. And where's, in Aberdeen, on that note, where in Aberdeen yeah. is your best place to go and switch off? Where do you find is your happy zone? Um, well, I'm spending a lot of time at Hazelhead Park right now, but I don't think uh, that's going to be my. I know it's the dog training. We love Hazelhead um, Park, but I actually, do you know what? Down by the river, it's gorgeous. Um, I love being down there, and especially the park that runs um, near to Duffy Park is just gorgeous. Oh yeah, absolutely lovely. Yeah, it's a lovely bit. So. Oh, well, that's inspired me on our lovely light night. It's inspired me to go out on a very nice walk and a very nice place for us to leave. Um this lovely little interview with you Graham. I never thought we would uh, be on the, this Who way knew? of doing things right exactly you know, just... oh yeah one day I'll be interviewing him yeah. <laughs> exactly and, and I'll be feeding you with cake right it just <laughs> yeah and, and that's the thing too and you talking know, about bushes you just don't know where life is going to take you I suppose and yeah. it's it never be afraid to take that risk because it's not a dress rehearsal and that's that's where I'm at right now what is the worst case scenario I say exactly yeah and I love that it's not a dress rehearsal, people. Just got to go. Go with the Just flow. Go with, go with the flow. Go with the flow. Well, thank you so much, Graham, for joining me tonight. And oh, thank you, Colin. Uh, me, along with everyone, knows that the Fat Spark Bakery is just going to go from strength to strength. And thank the you. minute I say um, I see Sparrow Mail out there, I'll be hounding you for uh, royalties. Okay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Why wouldn't you, right? No, thank you very much. It's, it's been great. And yeah, absolutely. Follow me at um, thefatsparrow.com. Well, we'll, or... put the, we'll put all the details in the, in the bio for everyone to follow you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay. okay. Thanks so much, Graham. Stay safe. No bother. Okay. Have bye. a good night. Bye bye. And there's episode two. It's always a good laugh meeting with Graham, and as you could hear, you just never know what's going to come out of his mouth next. Details for the Fat Sparrow Bakery, along with all the businesses mentioned in today's episode, are listed in the bio below. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and thanks so much for listening in. Let me know how you found it by dropping me a message on Instagram at UK or on Facebook at TheFoodHooper. And if your podcast listening service has the option, be a gem and leave a tiny, tiny review. That would be great. Next week is big. Hospitality in Scotland reopens and to mark the occasion I'm speaking to Stuart McPhee, Managing Director of Aberdeen's bustling Siberia Barn Hotel, known to many as the Trove of Shots. We'll be talking drinks, drinks and, you guessed it, more drinks, while Stuart sheds some light on the challenges of the many lockdowns, what's next for Siberia, the venue, not the region, drinks recommendations from around Scotland and also Stuart will be sharing some details of his new hard seltzer drinks brand Twisted Sisters. Grab a glass, you're going to get thirsty. I'll be back next Tuesday and until then, stay safe, eat well and speak soon. Right, Google how to...